everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-founders of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to us, a welcome to the show. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you just got a chance to see a movie and you want to talk about it with your best good buddies. And of course... I'm joined by my best good buddies, and I'm going to introduce them to you right now. First up, you know him, you love him. He's the man, the myth, the legend. It's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. Do you really love me? Wow, that's awesome. Mm, that's debatable. Hey. There, are, I have my days. Today, <laughs> I tolerate you. <laughs> and of course... <laughs> and of course, uh, you know her. She's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented, our Stardust app ambassador. It's Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hello, folks at home. Guys, this is quite a treat that we have for you all today on the show, especially for you, Lindley. Because for so long, for so long, it's just been you. You've been yeah. the lone girl on the show. I'm so alone. It's just been, and and you've had me and Steven, and sometimes, and sometimes one of us will leave, but you're still just the only girl. So alone. Tonight, however, that is going to change. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the stage, Miss Casey Spivey. Casey, say hi to the folks at home. Hello, folks at home. Woo! Yay! Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for... Thank you for being on the show. I know, show. and I'm usually the only female as the guest, so it's like it's awesome to have <laughs> yeah. two of us. I'm and very I... excited about this. <laughs> the odds are now even. <laughs> and we don't have to speak on behalf of all women everywhere. We can have different opinions. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is very that is very true. That is very true. Um, <laughs> Uh, Casey, before we before we start the show, um, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself um, and just kind of where they can reach you before before we even get started with the topics. Sure, uh, my name is Casey Spivey, and I uh, you can find me at Screen Rant. Um, Screen Rant is a movie news site, so I will write articles and I do um, the video news. Uh, I used to do it just on the site, but now um, you can find me on their YouTube as well. And um, yeah, you can find me at hey, H-E-Y underscore case, K-A-C-E, like hey case. Um, nice. That's my that's my Insta and Twitter and all that good jazz. So yeah. Yay. So audience, be definitely be sure to follow Casey. She is absolutely hysterical. Um, I was just telling everybody. On the show, uh, I, I met Casey virtually um, on the night of the Golden Globes because <laughs> we were apparently the only two people in America who were concerned that Tommy Wiseau was at the Golden Globes <laughs> in like a corner. He was like in a dark corner. Right. Jeez. <laughs> like what? What are we doing? <laughs> that was just a poor life choice on someone, and I and I get it. James Franco probably felt obligated, but I'm like. Yeah. But did you have to? Right. No. <laughs> you just mentioned. <laughs> Especially when he got on the stage. Well, that's why. That's what we saw it coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> we were like, we were nobody thought avoid. this was a bad idea. 
I yeah. I still love that. I still love that moment when he he went for that mic. <laughs> He got he got blocked. <laughs> James Franco's like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we let you stand up here. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. But it was kind of perfect. It was it very much so. <laughs> Audience, before we uh, before we get started with the show, you guys know the dealio. Uh, we are going to go over just. A couple of things that you can interact with us. We're going to get it out of the way now, so that way we can spend more time prattling. Uh, Lindley, why don't you tell everybody um, what I meant by our, our Stardust ambassador, and tell them a little bit about the uh, Stardust app. Well, the Stardust app, um, I don't know about you guys, but I have a lot of friends that they don't watch a lot of movies or they don't watch a lot of TV, so usually they'll come to me and ask hey, should I watch this or should I skip it? So now I have uh, found this wonderful app called Stardust. And basically you can post your reactions to TV, to movies, to trailers you just watched. I'm about to make one for some of the trailers we're going to talk about today on the show. Um, nice. And it's just the neatest little app. And you can you can share your own reactions and then watch reactions of some of your favorite reviewers like Jeremy Johns is on this uh, um, the site, um, Epic Voice Guy, uh, Steve Zaragoza, all these awesome people—they're right here. So yeah, go check out, go check out Stardust. Not hashtag not spawns. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, guys! It's it 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 really is a great app. Um, so if you are not if you have not downloaded it yet, you need to go ahead and get it um, because uh, Lindley does a, a great job on the app, and we want to and we want to support her. We want to we want to show. All the love and support that we can on the Stardust app. I'm close to I'm I'm very close to 900 followers. So oh my gosh, maybe Whoa. maybe if if I yeah I don't know how that happened. Maybe if I hit a thousand, I some special might happen. I don't know. I'm oh. still figuring it out. Oh, are you gonna throw a party? I'm gonna throw the me party. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so a party by myself. So we can you Muppets. So we can't come. No, Ugh. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Casey, you can come along. But Marcus, what? <laughs> She's the guest. I'm trying to be hospitable. Ugh. I'm trying to be hostile. Apparently, nice play on words. Uh, nice play on words, Stephen. Okay, you can come to the party now. You can go. Aww. What? <laughs> Okay, fine. What? Whatevs. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna ignore that. As executive producer, yeah, I pulled that card. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm moving on. Um, uh, if you guys are listening to this podcast and you're sitting there and you're like, "Wow, the, these guys are awesome. They're really funny. They're very witty. They bring on awesome guests." I need to subscribe to Popcorn Prattle and listen to the best film podcast on the internet. I know. You said all of those words. Exactly. It's like I'm a mind reader <laughs> or something. Uh, you can find us on all major platforms in order to in order to listen to our podcasts like iTunes, Google Play, and of course Podbean. And as of a couple of days ago, we're now on Spotify. Yep. So when you're working out at the gym like I was earlier today and you're jamming out to your favorite tunes, you can now jam out to Popcorn Prattle. 
Yeah. Although that would be weird to to work out to, like a podcast. Like I haven't tried that yet, but I am not gonna lie, I have hmm. done that before. It's actually more relaxing than you think. See, this is why we hate you. What? Or this is why I hate you. I am Marcus. <laughs> it's called Marcus. I'm sorry. How dare you? How da- okay. <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> Okay. This is what I have to deal with every episode, Casey. <laughs> every episode. God bless you. <laughs> it's just me. It's just it consists of just me and Steven just uh, yelling, at each, yelling other. at each other, and then Lindley being like, "Guys, can we please talk about movies? <laughs> can we be nice for like a second? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we hate each other." <laughs> But then we all come together and talk about how drunk DC is, and everything is right with the world. Of course, oh, agreed. <laughs> Hatred can you? Fortunately, fortunately though, <laughs> <laughs> it can. It definitely can. Um, guys, let's go over what our topics are tonight. Uh, we have a very special trailer roundup for you. Uh, originally, we were only going to have two trailers. We were going to talk about uh, "Sorry to Bother You." Uh, featuring Lakeith Stanfield, uh, who you guys might remember from Get Out and Atlanta. Uh, then we were also going to talk about the crimes of Grindelwald and everything we thought about that trailer. But then, oh my gosh, guys, as if sent from heaven, the Marvel gods said, you know what? I think the world deserves another Infinity War trailer, Ooh. and we're f- and we're gonna talk about it because why not? Um, <laughs> but of course, of course, if we're gonna talk about Marvel, we do also have to talk about DC. Kristen Wiig has been confirmed to be the villain in Wonder Woman two. Um, I I don't know if she's been confirmed to play Chitara. I think she has. Yep. Um, oh, she has. Oh, so we're definitely going to talk about that and also what can they do next with Wonder Woman 2 because um, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is very strong. It was the strongest in, actually it still is the strongest of the DCEU uh, movies and how do we kind of keep that strength going? And for our main event tonight, (laughs) we are going to talk a little bit about movies and shows that feature women and do they have to be overly feminist? You're going to find out later on tonight. Guys, Stephen, Lindley, Casey, are you ready? Ready? So ready. All right. Let's prattle. So let's, let's actually, let's start off here. Um, I'm going to start off with something a little, a little silly to kind of keep, keep, up, with the, keep up with the theme of tonight. Uh, so speaking of Tommy Wiseau. He recently came out, or the Nerdist just released uh, something on YouTube where it's Tommy Wiseau playing the Joker. And I immediately, I, I literally just watched it before the show. Why? Because I said to myself, why do we keep giving this weirdo attention? <laughs> I don't understand like, why. Like, I get it. He's fascinating. That's what, that's what made the room so great. But stop making him think that we like him. 
He's just going to keep, guys, he's just going to keep making a fool out of himself. But He might be aware of it. Do you think so? Uh, yeah, he's totally aware of it at this point. <sighs> I mean, maybe, maybe now I he mean, is. The man has his own underwear line. He has to be aware of it. I honestly think he's a performance artist. <laughs> so he's not a vampire? Really? No. Dang I think it. he's fully aware. And always has been. I think. I don't think he's always always has been. He's I think yeah. he probably was earnest and that's why we like relate to him as like, you know, we all love film and we all love making film, but let's be honest, a lot of us suck at it. So like, you know, <laughs> we 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 feel for him, but like, you know, what are you gonna do when your film sucks and it's now super popular? Mm-hmm. You just kind of gotta go with it. But I don't know. I, I don't feel like he's coming out and going, "Let me keep going. Let me keep going." Other people are just fascinated by watching Trainwreck TV that <laughs> he keeps getting in the spotlight, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just. I, I I do agree. I don't I don't think that he was in on the joke at first. No. I definitely think after watching this, after watching the Joker audition, which audience, if you haven't seen it yet, you you need to pause right now and go watch it. Um, but I I don't know when I was when I was sitting there and I was watching I was watching the the Joker audition. He did seem to be playing up a lot of his. It didn't seem natural anymore. Yeah. Like it mm. seemed it seemed forced. Like these are things that we these are Tommy Wiseau things. Let's do Tommy Wiseau things. And he's got to throw in a you're tearing me apart or Right. But I'm not going to lie. I was kind of digging it. <laughs> <laughs> like like he's too old. Like he's way like he's he's way too old to play Joker. Um or maybe not because Batfleck is like ancient as he continuously said in Justice League. Maybe in a maybe in a Batman Beyond situation. Well Batman's supposed to be older. Actually Ben Affleck is like a little too young, I think, to be true to the comics that they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. but I don't know if in I don't know if in the comics Joker got old as well or not or you know Yeah, yeah. Whatever. We're in a new age of 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 people being able to play older. This is and true. Be accepted for who they are, right? <laughs> this is true. Is that? I don't know. Maybe that's just women that can play older now. <laughs> I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like everybody can play older, except for Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's just Tommy. Tommy. Tommy just needs to play Tommy. What's up? Right. But sometimes. I would like to see the Joker. I would like to see Tommy Wiseau being the Joker. Like I don't want to. Like it's he's never going to be the Joker. But I would like mm-hmm. to see Tommy Wiseau be the Joker. Like I would love to see Jared Leto step out, and then Tommy Wiseau steps in. Like let's let's do reshoots. Let's have Tommy Wiseau do Suicide right. Squad, and let's see if it made the movie better. Listen, I don't know if anything could make that movie better. <laughs> But it would fit. It would probably fit with how it would be on theme. I feel like Margot Robbie. (laughs) Poor Margot Robbie would just be like, she would she would drink 
every day. She would have to drink every time like she got on the set. Yep. Mark, are you, re- are you ready? Hold on a second. Is, <laughs> is it still Tommy Wiseau? Yeah. Okay. Shot, shot. <laughs> Can I say, though, in this video, mm-hmm. he's obviously dressed up like Keith Ledger's Joker, but I'm glad they had him do more than just like, oh, you want to see these scars? Like, he pulled some Nicholson. Yeah, he did. Some want to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. I was like, all right, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, was, I was very appreciative of that. You know, give us a wide range of Joker. Yeah. We're proud of you, Tommy. I mean, we're still going to make fun of you. Go. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, that, none's going to stop that. <laughs> but I think we're laughing with him in this. Yeah. Like, first, yeah. we're laughing. Like, at the beginning, everyone was laughing at him. Mm-hmm. I think everyone now is laughing together. Yeah. Right? It's it's okay. like the, like, the, like like the ending so. scene of The Disaster Artist, where he has that moment where he's mm-hmm. like, okay, I see what this is now. Right. I'm going to embrace it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be brave yeah. and embrace it instead of hurt and cry and go away and hide out. There's point. two ways to yeah. respond to yeah. that. And I, I, I think it shows a lot of bravery to mm-hmm. still, you know, show up to these screenings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <you know>? Yes. <laughs> and go, yeah, you know what? That's my movie. And I'm, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to smile through it. it. You know. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place. <laughs> Stephen, I swear, I will slap you in the throat. <laughs> that is the antithesis of what I just said. <laughs> oh, I'm very much aware. <laughs> so, so keeping with keeping with tonight's night's theme um and as casey is our guest uh, casey actually came up with uh, uh a nugget of her own um oh, yeah. something something to kind of talk about and i and and we wanted to do it because i felt like it it fit within the the context of what our main event is uh casey why don't you explain the situation to our audience who may not know and then uh let's talk about it sure i i i feel like um i brought this up because we were trying to think of nuggets or things that were irritating. <laughs> and I, literally in the past 24 hours, I have been um, talking with friends because I don't know if anyone else saw um, the Katy Perry thing, hullabaloo, that went on American Idol where this young 19-year-old kid shows up for this audition and he's sweet and he goes, oh, I've never kissed a girl before i'm kind of saving it and so she goes oh well come kiss me on the cheek goes to kiss her and Mm -hmm. she turns into the kiss Mm. which should be horrifying and he later he has come out as being like i've saved my first kiss for my first love like i did not want that to happen he never gave consent like this should be like she honestly, if we were treating this equally, she should be fired for mm-hmm. doing that. If mm-hmm. this was a man doing this to a nineteen year old girl, are you kidding me? This would be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've been looking at the response and like American Idol has used it as promotional material. Like everyone is into it and thinks it's funny and all this stuff. And I'm like, what a double standard. I can't I can't believe the lack of response, especially from feminists, mm. about how ironic this is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's my nugget <laughs> <laughs> i um i actually did not i didn't get a chance to see it. i i stopped watching idol 
um, when it was still on Fox. Um, right. I think season must have been like season six or something or five. I don't know. One of those. It was. It, I mean, I watched it for a couple of years, and when I saw it was coming back, I had zero interest of it. I was like, yep. "You were you were perfectly fine ending it, and it was okay. Right. Like, and while you're on top, um, right. but then I saw." I saw the uh, I saw the promotional stuff about the kiss, and it kind of and I remember early on that kind of didn't sit right with me, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I I sat there and I think there was even a flash of a thought of you know like like wait a minute wait a minute if that was a guy and I was like oh you know maybe it's just maybe I'm I don't know the full context of the scene you know maybe he came up and he was like. Like Katie, can I kiss you? And then she tricks him. And it's like, oh yeah, I'll give you a kiss. Um, but then this morning, um, when I was driving to school, and I and I heard that, um, and I heard what happened, I I really do have to agree. Um, I feel like if we're if we're really going to make a change in Hollywood and in just America in general. Um, that that behavior is not okay. Like you can't just you can't say like it's okay for some people and not for others. Yeah. Like it's right. it's it's got to be it's got to be blanket. Um, and it's and and it's and it's weird because I feel like the people who were not upset with Katy Perry they they'll get upset about you know something that we're going to talk about later on. You know they'll get upset about Jessica Jones not you know, being the female icon that they envisioned her to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's, I'm like, I feel like your priorities are messed up, aren't you? Like, like, okay, well, number one, watch the show and then you'll, you'll get it. But then number two, like, this is an actual situation that you should be addressing right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're not. Um. Yeah. You know that that's my two cents about it. I I totally agree. And what what I find like even you know just the nail on the head of all this is hmm. that she does this. She you know takes his first kiss, and then they give him three no's. Yeah, <laughs> like I he heard that. Like that was the, he's just there for the audition, not in the competition. He really got screwed over. Yeah. 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 And, you know, they, it's like, it's more so, I mean, it's, it doesn't even have to be a feminist thing. Hmm. This is a workplace sexual harassment thing. Mm-hmm. And I, and he, she's, she's in a position of power and he's scared. He's trying to get on the show and she, you know, abuses it for ratings or whatever. And, you know, he's now coming out being like, she didn't harass me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is what every female experiences of like hmm. you're embarrassed, you think it's your fault, you mm-hmm. think you brought it on and you, and you think you're not in a position where you can go to court and say, "Look, this isn't right." Like mm-hmm. he's experiencing the victim situation too. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of men also experience it, you know, mm-hmm. even, you know, heterosexual, homosexual Either way, you know, it's got to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- well, thank, three cents. Well, thank, well, thank <laughs> you for sharing it. Um, 
yeah, because I like I said, I feel like it is a, a perfect jumping off point, like to get into the main show. Um, audience, as as we've said before, you know that's that's what we like to strive for on the show is diversity, different opinions, and it's not just for you know one group or the other. It's for it's for everybody. Um, you know, everybody deserves to feel safe and to feel like their story's being told and again you can't what's the word i'm looking for you can't pick and choose mm-hmm. okay you got to you got to tell the whole story or you don't tell it at all and for too long the whole story hasn't been told for people and yeah. now's your opportunity to do so so now it's all coming to the light indeed yep. so Speaking speaking of different voices um, and different stories being told, uh, we are going to go right into our trailer roundup. And, and uh, our first film that we're going to talk about is a little film called Sorry to Bother You. Uh, now, I, actually, I, I found this film on Facebook. I was scrolling through and I stumbled upon it. I was like, oh, Lakeith Stanfield. This is this will be cool um, because I like his work. And holy crap, I am so excited for this movie. Um, Essentially, it is and I'm going to read the I'm going to read the premise uh, for you guys. A telemarketer discovers a magical key to business success and uncovers the macabre macabre secret of his corporate overlords. (laughs) Macabre? Oh, is it yeah. macabre? I well, I'm I'm sorry. This is why Stephen. This is why this is why you're on the show. Yes. You're the English teacher. You help me out. You have a purpose. I'll be sure to tell Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. <laughs> um, but essentially, the magical key is he puts on a white accent, and that and, it, and he and he. He gets all of this. He has all the success. And I'm sorry, you know, again, not to just tell one story, but I I just feel like this is such a, 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 any black guy or black nerd in America right now is going to relate to that. (laughs) To just be like, thank you. Yes, I do have to put on my white accent in order to get in order to get noticed um i'm i'm sure it comes out and i'm sure it comes out on the podcast a lot um but it's it's just it's it's interesting to me that we live in a time where that story can be told and it's and it's getting like and it's getting attention yeah good like a lot of like really good attention i think it i think it just um yeah, it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival, and I'm pretty sure it was uh, well received. It got it got an 89 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Awesome. Yeah. Was it Sundance or South by Southwest? Because I know that was this weekend. Sundance. Sundance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and of course, uh, not just Lakeith Stanfield is in it. Tessa Thompson is in it. Yeah. Uh, Terry Crews is in it. Stephen Yoon um, from who was formerly on Walking Dead is in it. And of course, Lindley's favorite. Yeah. Mr. Army Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so let's uh as as per usual in our trailer roundup let's let's round it up let's let's all share what we thought about the show who would like to would like to go first steven would you like to would you yeah, like to sure. begin sure sure um yeah so i saw the trailer um this might be one i may have to see another trailer i'm cautiously mm. optimistic about it because uh yeah it is one of those stories that's kind of like huh this is this is literally something we joked about in college a lot <laughs> we ta- we had endless <laughs> discussions about this um yeah this very topic and and i agree it, it is nice and a really a breath of fresh air to kind of see that that kind of story is now being told um so my my only reservation is that it's going to get so much uh hype that by the time mm-hmm. i see it it just turns out to be okay like we saw all the best parts mm-hmm. in the trailer so that's why i say i'm mm-hmm. cautiously optimistic um mm-hmm. but yeah I'm, i might be interested to see it the more i think about it that's interesting. Uh, sorry, uh, Stephen. Just to just to piggyback off what you just said. So you think that this movie could get like a lot more hype? Possibly. Because I I, mean, I don't see this movie getting a lot of attention outside of like just film fans and people who like Lakeith Stanfield. True, but I honestly think you know because it's an entertaining trailer. Word of mouth can mm-hmm. catch on easily. Yeah. And because you know it deals. Uh, with this sort of topic, you know it's going to generate uh, lots of opinions about it too. So mm-hmm. I do think that it, it at least stands a chance. Um, I honestly didn't hear about it until today. Um, so you know, and I mean, and you know, it's kind of like, well, that caught me by surprise. So I think it, you know, mm. just a matter of time, it can get a little more traction. Yeah. Uh, Casey, what about you? How, what did you think of the trailer? I love that these films are coming out. I mean, I'm admittedly a privileged white girl, so <laughs> I, I, I always am, am hes- hesitant to like comment. But like, I, I am like a sponge. Like with I, I loved Get Out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can I like to think that I'm super woke <laughs> and like, you know, very liberal. And very, you know, whatever. But, like, I walked out of Get Out the first time and I was like, O-S-H-I-T. What? There were moments in there where I was like, oh, my God, is that, that might be a mirror moment. Mm -hmm. And and I, but it's just, it's awesome to see these films come out and, and to be the, I I guess I'm the, the type of person it's targeted to or they're trying to speak to me and I mean, I'm hearing it and it's, it's great. And I, I love that this particular film has a lot of comedy and it's very strong stylistically. Mm-hmm. So it's not only just a great joke or a great comment on, on something that goes on. Um, but it looks like it's going to be really, uh, it's going to make people who love cinema happy because it mm-hmm. has a great, um, great visual style mm-hmm. to it which might might be why it causes a stir at a film festival too you know so mm-hmm. i'm i'm thrilled for this and i can't wait to watch it 
True. Very, very, very true. Um, and I'll I'll stamp your woke card um, on your way out. Um, I'm trying so as, hard. <laughs> as as the designated black guy of popcorn prattle, I I feel like it is my responsibility. Um, see, there's 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 my there's my white accent. Uh, <laughs> what about? <laughs> What about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, uh, besides my, you know, undying love for Army Hammer, I'm being very excited to see him. Just <laughs> the the story is so intriguing and so original that anytime a movie like this gets or starts to get any sort of buzz, mm-hmm. makes me really happy because you have so many people. Who are complaining that the market is oversaturated with superhero movies and franchises. Mm. Oh, there's no original ideas in Hollywood anymore. Take a look at this trailer. There's still mm. hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. looks interesting. I love the, it's like the semi-surreal nature of the film. I'm I'm really excited to see this one. Mm-hmm. And, and it's an excitement that, you know, is beyond my love for Army Hammer. <laughs> I, Although, I I truly love like all the people in this movie and like Tessa Thompson. It's I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, awesome. it's gonna be good. I, I think Tessa Thompson. She's gonna get um, she she is going to be uh, a very big star. I mean, she's on her way to becoming a very big star. Um, I mean, she's already great, but I feel like especially after her performance, um, her performance in Creed. Um, mm-hmm. Her performance in uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok, and just mm-hmm. seeing like just how versatile she is, and I feel like this is this is going to be no different. Um, we're going to see a, a completely different side of her. Um, I I don't know. This could be this could be the the movie that really shoots her up into to A list status. Um, I'm I'm waiting for. I'm hoping that this is the movie for Lakeith. Um, because yeah. he, he is, he is absolutely amazing. I watched him recently. Um, and I know, I know we got to keep moving to the next trailer. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I watched him recently in, uh, straight out of Compton. He has mm. a, he has a small cameo part. He plays Snoop Dogg. Oh my God. And he, he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't necessarily like look like Snoop Dogg per se, um, like when he, like most of the, most of the actors when they walk on, like you know exactly who they are. Like you know who's Ice Cube, you know who's Suge Knight, um, you know who you know who's everybody. But when he walks on, as soon as he starts talking, and as soon as he starts moving, you're like, that's Snoop. Um, wow. And he perfect he perfectly captures him, and I and I'm pretty sure he did the. I don't think they dubbed him. I think he did the rapping like. At, like as Snoop, um, and he sounds pretty spot on um, to uh, to how Snoop used uh, how Snoop sounds today, actually. So wow, yeah, yeah. So I want to go back and watch that again now. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like shortly after the group breaks up, he show he shows up twice in the movie. Mm-hmm. There, there's yeah. a lot to process in the trailer. I will add that too. Um, that and is I true. think it kind of goes back. You know, it is. Uh, like what Lindley said, it is refreshing to see something creative uh, that you don't mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. in every single movie trailer ever. True, because right. most you know most movie trailers you see nowadays they're they're sequels. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Much like the next trailer we're about to talk about. Dang it, Fan- I was going to do that segue. Ah, I'll beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, someone's going to say it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Fantastic Beast and the Crimes of... I almost said Fantastic Beast and where to find them. <laughs> uh, Fantastic Beast, the Crimes of Grindelwald. And this is the sequel to Fantastic Beast and where to find them. Uh, where we are, I'm, I'm, and I'm reading the premise. Uh, at the end of the first film, the powerful, sorry, spoilers, uh, the powerful dark wizard, uh, something with a G, Grindelwald. Grindelwald, yes. Was captured by Macusa, the magical Congress of the United States of America. Wow. Way to go, JK. Um, with the help of Newt Scamander. But making good on his threat, Grindelwald escaped custody and has set about gathering followers, most unsuspecting of his true agenda, to raise pure-blood wizards up to rule over all magical beings. In an effort to thwart Grindelwald's plans, uh, ex-lover Albus Dumbledore, it doesn't say ex-lover, but we all know the truth, uh, enlists his former student, Newt Scamander, who agrees to help, unaware of the dangers that lie ahead. Lines are drawn as love and loyalty are tested, even among the truest friends and family, in an increasingly divided, wizarding world. Ooh, ironic. (laughs) Right? Sorry. Good timing to go to the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to tweet about our show. But that'll be good because then, then people, more people will hear about us. <laughs> There's a generator. There's a, a Donald Trump uh, tweet generator, I think, where you can have him tweet about something like that about you or whatever oh my they're, gosh. they're used to used to be my friend did it and we were like are you kidding <laughs> like, he tweeted about our show and they're like no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> if you're awake at 3 a.m and feel like <laughs> guys we made it like something you would do <laughs> <laughs> we did it yeah i um anyway. i i'll be honest with you um I did not see Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is a shame because I am a huge, huge Harry Potter nerd. Um, what house are you? I float between my main house. I found this out the other day on, a, on another podcast that talks about uh, Harry Potter, Fantastic Geeks and Where to Find Them. Um, they, uh, I float between Hufflepuff I was going to guess that. And Ravenclaw. Hey, Ravenclaw. And one time I took it and somehow I got Gryffindor and I got real upset. No, you're not a Gryffindor. No, I, I, exactly. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not, I'm definitely not a Gryffindor. I, I I have learned to accept Hufflepuff, especially after I remembered, somebody had to remind me, they were like, Marcus, Hufflepuff was the, they were the house that stayed with. They they were really good finders, and they they were the ones who stayed during the right. during the Battle of Hogwarts. They were the they were the house that stayed with Gryffindor, and I was like, yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I could see a little bit of Slytherin in you too. What? That's not a bad thing. What? But you did it's earlier just say that you were going to slap Stephen in the throat. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sure that was just my. I'm pretty sure that was just my Ravenclaw coming out. That um. <laughs> My my humble, loving response just goes to confirm that I am indeed a Hufflepuff. Aww. 
No, you're you definitely a Gryffindor. I am a Hufflepuff because Pottermore you... proved it. So you oh. shut your mouth. Oh my god, are Come we on. in the same house? Oh, this is the worst. <laughs> Again, Casey, <laughs> exhibit A. I'm never going to oh get away god. from Steven. <laughs> Casey, what house are you? Listen, I've gotten all of them at a different point. <laughs> <laughs> every couple of you years, know. you just you just take the part. Every test. time I see a quiz, like you know, I gotta take it, yeah. and I, I I get a different one. But I don't think I could place myself. Like I can't pick my my own friend character. I can't pick a Sex and City in the City character. I don't fit with like anything. Sorry, right. that's what Buzzfeed is for. I know. Well, right, right. I know. I always get different things. I, you know, I have a friend. I I have a friend who once told me that like. I'm I'm like you know I'm this girl, but I reminded him of his like I'm like your cool friend Rick, you know what I mean? But I look like you know a, a Phoebe or something like that. Mm. So I think I would I would mi- probably get the dude characters more than I get the female characters, okay. and that's what's throwing me off. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't. Know, what do you? What house do you think I am from the five seconds that I've been speaking? Huh. <laughs> right? Hmm. Maybe Slytherin, but that's kind of like. Uh, not really. No, you have to have I'm like not, a real. I don't know. I'm not nasty like that, but yeah. I am pretty yeah. opinionated. Well, I don't know. Ravenclaw. Think so? Yeah, yeah. Come, come be in Ravenclaw. We need, we need more awesome Full people. Disclosure. Great. Uh, awesome. My wife Anna, she kept getting Gryffindor, so she kept starting over until she got Ravenclaw. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everybody wants Ravenclaw. Everyone's like, but that's right. a very Slytherin thing to do. I am, yeah, right. I am perfectly fine being in Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah I guess well, I'm okay with it now. Well, this Ravenclaw did see Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it in theaters, and I, I, I was all decked out in Ravenclaw attire. Oh, but I want a picture. Uh, oh, um, I. Did, I wasn't that impressed with it, Spoken honestly. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fun. I couldn't hear Newt Scamander for like the majority of the movie because he whispered all of his lines. But it was fun. Uh, it was fine. I, I'm not going to go back and watch it yearly. But mm-hmm. I, I got to say, with the exception of one element of the movie and i think that's it's a pretty obvious one a certain casting choice i think that this movie is beginning to look a little better than what we got out of um out of fantastic beast one because Mm -hmm. it's not just newt scamander going around playing um you know pokemon go with the fantastic (laughs) beast there's more the stakes are higher (laughs) Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. comes off in the trailer, and for me, that's a bit more intriguing of um, what we've gotten so far. Yeah, I I definitely have to agree with you. I um, when I first saw the trailer for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, I thought the concept was dumb. I was like, "This is." I'm like, "How can you make a movie about this?" Um, and then, of course, I I found out what the plot was and how it ended. Um, but I'm, I actually am very excited to see The Crimes of Grindelwald, um, because it, it feels less about the beast and more about here is the world, the wizarding world, Mm -hmm. which is, which is really, that's, 
that's what you make your movie about. You don't make it about the Fantastic Beasts. You make it about the Wizarding World. That's what brought people yeah. to the table in the first place. Which did you guys see at the trailer that we now have an like a logo for the this is mm-hmm. now the Wizarding World Cinematic Universe because mm-hmm. everything needs a cinematic universe. Yeah. Right. Well, truth but, be told, I think Harry Potter is one of those things that kind of figured out the it lent itself to it. Before, I I agree. Before it became yeah. a thing, so yeah. I will give I will give yeah. the Harry Potter ones a pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might have actually invented it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Casey, what did you what did you think of uh, Fantastic Beasts, Cursed Crimes of Grindelwald, Cursed Child, uh, Cursed Child? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I I do, I love Harry Potter so 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 much, mm-hmm. and I want to love this series as well. This Fantastic Beasts trilogy or whatever it is going to be, I really want to love it. And I sat through the movie, and I just really wanted to love the whole thing. I mean, I was with a friend, and they did not like it at all, so that kind of brought my mood down a little bit. Mm-hmm watching it but i mean there's definitely things i would change but i still i guess it's like i still drink the kool-aid like (laughs) i will still go watch this you know i will still go watch this movie and i'll still be happy about it i don't mind johnny depp as much as everyone else does Mm. i think it's fine um and i i do feel i feel like eddie redmayne like i have to bring it up i think that he might have hurt his jaw playing stephen hawking you know, oh, so that's why that? he was whispering? I think that's why oh. he Because in the movies before that he was doing, he didn't have that, like, impediment. And now oh, no. he Did does. you see Jupiter I, Ascending? I feel like he heard it. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like he might have messed up his, his jaw a little bit doing that role, and he's having a hard time recovering. But I have no proof for that. That's just my personal theory mm-hmm. of everything. <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch The Danish Girl and see if that was... Oh, it's got uh-huh. Alicia Vinegar in it. It does. Yeah, because I, I would be interested to see if that if that actually is a thing. Oh, I God. never thought about that um, yeah. being the yeah. case. I know, because I know when He's Jupiter Ascending, he had that problem. He's great. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I do like him but. a lot. I think he... There's a couple of times I've, I've felt like he was a bit overrated i was like Mm. i feel like there's other actors that are much stronger than he is but that doesn't take away the fact that he is strong and i feel like he does from what i can tell he does a decent decent enough job in this in this in these films um i think he's i think he's 100 percent the character mm -hmm. but i don't know if this character is the right character to lead a three or four part movie franchise right now, see, mm-hmm. I seem to recall at one point uh, J.K. Rowling and the producers saying that uh, Newt was not going to be the main character in all of these, mm. just like one or two of them, and then it was going to kind of shift focus a little bit. Yeah, I can't remember where I read that, but I, I feel making? like I heard that somewhere. Aren't there going to be like five? So there's supposed to be five in total, and... The series will end in 1945. Wait, oh, oh, no. Sorry, when you said that, I thought you meant like 2045. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> That's just no, when my Stephen. brain registered. I was like, what? Am I even going to care anymore? 
We're going to be on phase eight of the MCU by that point. <laughs> <laughs> My gay movies use CGI. What is this? <laughs> yeah, the in the in the context of the story, it will end in 1945. Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It started in 1926. And I do not see the date for Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, I might be um, jumping ahead a little bit, but hmm. so like you know, with Wonder Woman two, mm-hmm. is our, is everything going to be happening in the U.S. during the nineteen forties? Is that what's is that like the trend now? Uh, I don't know. I right don't with know. this movie, I, 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 I don't know. I, this might be a too big of a segue. We can come back to it. <laughs> We gotta come. We gotta come back to it because we Who's can't. Because we, we cannot. We cannot jump into talking about DC and their questionable decisions without, of course, talking about one of the most anticipated films of the year. Probably, mm, I I would say ne- at now I would say it's probably. I would probably say Black Panther's probably on par as far as anticipation for this movie. But Avengers Infinity War. Holy crap. I'm not ready. I'm ready, but I'm not ready. Oh, my body is so ready. <laughs> I, listen, their AMC is is apparently having like a 36-hour. 31-hour. Yeah. Oh, my God. I Gosh. I think what? I might. A what? They're having a 31 hour movie marathon. Only the entire. Hours? That's pretty rad. modest. The entire, <laughs> like all the movies, leading up to Avengers: Infinity War. That's a, that's a lot. I might do it. Wow. Are you serious? I might do it. <laughs> I'm. I should do it because I I feel like it would help. Mm-hmm. If you right? do, I'm going to hand over the reins to our Instagram to you for a day. Oh my god! And you have to do an Insta story of okay. I'm on hour. Yeah. I'm on hour twelve. We just finished Incredible Hulk. I took a nap, and now I'm ready to go again. Yeah, I'll totally do that. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yes. That'd be great. I because I actually don't know if I've seen all of them. That's my. That's that's the that's the reason why. Really, I I feel like I have you know as a as a living mm-hmm. human human being, but like. Maybe there's, I don't think I've watched 36 hours of worth of stuff, you know? So there's got to be stuff I'm missing. It's so much content. And some of it, and it doesn't all, because most of them are so different, like they have a different tone. Um, sometimes you, you'll, like my mom has watched a couple of Marvel movies and I told her, I'm like, you know, that's a Marvel movie, right? And she's like, what? <laughs> right. Like, I think she watched, uh, well, she watched Incredible Hulk. And she was really into that movie. Like, she loves it. And she was like, this does not feel... Like, until the final battle, she was like, this does not feel like a superhero movie. She's like, it just feels like an interesting movie about some guy who's sick. Um, And then then when she saw Black Panther, that was her thing. She was like, I thought it was going to be him in the suit the entire time. You know, Mm. just kind of being... uh, just being a superhero. Um, right. She didn't expect like the Shakespearean uh, storyline <laughs> right. going through the, uh, going through the film. I, uh, I, I saw this trailer earlier today. Um, I did not watch it with one of my students because with one of my class of students, because 
they all like turned on me during like uh, during the first Infinity War trailer. They were like, "We don't want to watch it. It's dumb." <sighs> they honestly told me that, and I was like, "You guys are." Mm. <laughs> and so i and i and i was and i told my next block i said guys i um i really want to see the avengers infinity war trailer but um i understand if you guys don't want to watch it and they were all like uh you're not gonna teach for like two minutes so that we can watch a trailer oh uh, yes please right so so once again once again i came up to them and i said guys do you know it just came out? And they're like, what? And I was like, Avengers Infinity War. And they're like, what? And I'm like, they're like, can we watch it? And I was like, of course. I already have it queued up. <laughs> and oh we God. we watched the trailer. And um and I and I promise, Casey, as soon as as soon as we get off the air, I'm gonna post my my trailer reaction because yes. oh, I'm, so I, I'm sitting there watching I'm sitting there watching the trailer. And it was the nerdiest thing anyone could ever see. It was just me going like, mm, yeah, of course. Yes. Oh, yeah, finally. Oh, good. We're including that scene in this. Great. Great. It needs to go viral, like, yesterday. <laughs> you know, so I so I am, um, I, I, look, I'm hyped for this. I, I'm actually going to stop myself from analyzing any more about Avengers Infinity War, because I'm slowly figuring it out. Now, that doesn't mean that Marvel has made it easy by any stretch of the imagination. It's not, I'm not saying that to say that Avengers Infinity War is going to suck. It's going to be great, especially Mm -hmm. if a lot of the things that I am theorizing actually do come true, um, which we are going to talk about. Um, So, potential future spoilers, just FYI. Um, within this, um, I like I I could talk about this trailer all day. I I'll just I'll just add this: uh, Doctor Strange and no, not Doctor Strange, Peter Quill and Spider Man have two of the best lines of all time. Yep. In this Already trailer, in this trailer, uh, between <laughs> between Peter Quill telling telling Tony Stark that he doesn't have a good plan, so he should let him plan it, is everything I could ever want. My my friend Rachel tweeted about that moment with a picture of it. It said, in that moment, Tony now understood mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. Too true. Um, and then and an old, old Peter Parker... Keeping that wit and also keeping a joke coming uh, coming back, doing a callback from Doctor Strange, where Peter comes up and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm Peter Parker. Uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, we're using our made-up names. Well, then I'm Spider-Man. And I'm like, that, that was everything I could ever want. <laughs> I didn't realize I wanted that. But I did. Thank you, Marvel. This is going to be great. This this is, in all honesty, this is going to be the best movie. It will definitely, I'm calling it right now, it's going to trump Black Panther. It's, that's that's going to be the movie to dethrone Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unfortunately not going to be Tomb Raider as much as the internet wants to say it will be. It's, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I am, um, I have a little bit of a different opinion. <gasps> you bite your tongue. I know, right? I know. I want to hear it. Yes, please. 
<laughs> I I love what Marvel does with their movies, especially mm-hmm. in comparison to what uh, DCEU has been doing as of late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. I love the humor they bring. I love everything about it. I have like this this um, boiling up inside of me like irritation with how many superhero movies there are and mm. how mm. how much of the market is taken up by you know comic book characters and, and superhero stuff i love it but it's also a lot and to me this movie feels like the exact representation of that frustration i'm like how in the world are this many characters going to share screen time in this movie Mm. unless they're each having a one line here and one line there and one scene there and one scene there Mm. without it being a completely diluted film where none of them have a strong storyline you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's just it's a lot for me to take in and a lot for me to handle and i feel like i'm worried that this film is gonna be a lot of kitsch and a lot of like good one-off scenes here and there and a lot of crowd pleasers mm. without a, a great plot mm. and that that i will leave it at that i'm just worried mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean it's, i i feel like it's a concern that we since since we found out that this was all a connected universe mm-hmm. i think that has always been the fear with every avengers movie um, yeah. and I, and I feel like Avengers, Avengers and not Infinity War, uh, Age of Ultron kind of confirmed those fears for a lot mm-hmm. of people. I, I mean, I liked it, but I do, I do feel like it suffered from exactly what you're saying. Um, no one got a lot of screen time. Some characters were pushed to the side. Um, mm-hmm. some stories were not completely fleshed out like they could have been, mm-hmm. um, had it just been, you know chop it up have each person have their own individual movie um instead of like a, a massive team up movie so it is so it is going to be a, a huge concern for infinity war because you know again not everybody's going to get a lot of screen time um and unfortunately i feel like a lot of a couple of fan favorites well not fan favorites a couple of people who should get a lot of screen time or enough screen time aren't like Dr. Strange, for instance, I feel like his part is going to be very small. I feel, and I, you know, I also yeah. kind of think, uh, if you look at the trailer, black, the blank, uh, black Panther characters all seem to be in Wakanda pretty much. So mm-hmm. I almost feel like they're going to be only in one part of the movie, which makes sense. Cause we just got the black Panther movie. So those characters right. will still be relatively fresh, uh, in everyone's memory. Um, but I, I also heard that the Battle of Wakanda is going to take up like a third of the movie. Jesus, I, I honestly, if I, if I may, it's going to be the if, Battle of Helm's Deep. Can I, <laughs> Jesus, Web Stephen? <laughs> may I, may I please approach the bench and give my theory? No, Indeed. proceed with caution. I am proceeding with caution, well, and I am, and I am, nice. I am evoking spoiler alert. Because I might be in spoiler territory. I think the Wakanda battle is the last scene. I think it's two. I think it's. I think Wakanda is split up into two parts. I think there's the opening volley, Mm -hmm. 
And then I think there is the last stand. Okay. And I feel that way. I feel like there's, I feel like it's split up into two because number one, we're seeing two different parts of Wakanda. There's like a, there's like a deep in the forest scene. And then there's like straight up in the plains. Right. I, I think audience, I think that the soul stone is actually in a pocket dimension. Oh. Allow me to explain. The soul stone is the only stone that we have not seen yet. And Thanos in the comic books wants to destroy half the universe because he's trying to please death. I don't think they're going to go with that route. I think that's too weird for a mainstream audience to get that death is personified as a woman that Thanos is in love with. Madam I think instead. Is that what this is? No. Okay. Sorry. I'll let you finish. I think instead, I think he is coming to, I think he sees the Avengers when he first heard about them. I think he sees them as a threat. And I think, I think that he feels, okay, earth is getting way for some reason. They're getting way too many superpowered people. They could. And there's way too many infinity stones on that planet. I, I can, uh, master all of the infinity stones i'm the one with the gauntlet i should have all the power i should i should be a god in this universe so he comes to earth to get the stones but he can't find the infin he can't find the soul stone because the soul stone can only be retrieved by sacrificing half the universe oh my god but what he doesn't realize is that it's not so much the souls that activate the soul stone it's the kind of soul and the MCU has been building up to Tony since even since Avengers. If you recall, there's a scene. Sorry, I'm getting real nerdy. There's a scene. <laughs> there's a scene in Avengers, right? Where Coulson dies oh. and uh, Captain America has this like really like intense conversation with Tony where he tells him he's like you're not the type of person that would uh throw your life down on that that would throw your body down on a hand grenade Uh, and tony's like no because i would just i would just cut the cord or i would he says something really witty and cap kind of looks at him like you don't have what it takes to be a soldier you don't have what it takes to sacrifice yourself for the bigger picture. And Tony has avoided any sort of, of sacrificing in all of the movies. He even has a nightmare about all of his friends dying and he's the only one alive. So I think Tony is Tony is like he tells Thanos, like, look, if I can help you get the soul stone, will you leave us alone? And I think Thanos takes him up on that. And that's when he has that line, I hope they remember you. Yeah. It's not because he it's not because he's about to deliver that final blow to mm-hmm. to Tony because he hates him and because he's the bad guy. I think it's because he's like, I'm delivering the final blow because you're giving yourself up and that's the type of soul that I need. I need a willing sacrifice. Now that second Wakanda scene, when when Cap is taken on Thanos. I think, look, Cap has never shown himself to be the type of fighter like that. He's not. He's methodical. He thinks. I think he gets upset because he finds out Tony's dead. He takes on Thanos and Thanos is like, 
I won't. I mean, Thanos has the Infinity Gauntlet. Why doesn't he just destroy Cap right then and there? He's not destroying him because he's like, listen, I made a promise to your friend. I will leave, but you have to give me the stone. Mm. And Cap's like, no, I'm going to fight. No, give me the stone. Right. Cap does. Thanos leaves. We don't see Thanos again until whatever the next Avengers movie is called. Because it's not part two anymore. It's not part two anymore? No. I don't think it's called part two anymore. Yeah, it's some, it's it's untitled at the moment. How I much think, you want to I thought that they, everyone was going to die at the end of this one. That, that the superhero souls were the ones that were going to die. And then the next one is kind of like a, okay, just kidding. Or whatever they want to do about that. I see. I, I originally I thought that, and it would be in line with the comics. But mm-hmm. then I was like, but then I looked at the schedule, and I was like, they have so many other Marvel movies that are coming out between mm-hmm. the Avengers movies. And I know Ant Man and Wasp is after Civil War, and oh, yeah. Captain Marvel is before. It's like in the nine. It's like in the eighties or in, in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, it's in the nineties. So those are two movies that we know are in the past. But Spider-Man Homecoming definitely, Homecoming 2 is definitely not going to be. Right. So I, I feel like Tony's the one who takes the bullet. And I feel like that's it's, sad. and it's, again, it's, it's fitting. It is, it is sad. And I feel He's like that's favorite. what's fitting for his story arc. Mm. Because he finally, he finally lives up to what he has been building up to in the MCU. Right. And Robert Downey Jr. is like, listen, I'm tired of doing these movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, I have enough money. He wants to get back Can we to Can please Sherlock just Holmes give us somebody three. else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's like, I'm getting old. <laughs> I want to enjoy my spoils. <laughs> I, if that does happen, though, I think we have a fitting replacement for him already in the MCU. Who is it? So. Um, if if the audience is not aware of it right now, in the Marvel Comics universe, we have a female Iron Man called Ironheart. Um, yes. Riri is her name. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we have the potential to do that in the MCU. Not necessarily with Riri, but with Shuri. Mm-hmm. Because you know she has the mental capacity... Yes, and just the the gumption to build her own suit and get in that fight. Mm-hmm. Ooh. She like displayed that by making her little like hand guns or like the plasma mm-hmm. cannons in Black mm-hmm. Panther. I'm just saying. If, <gasps> if what did you just have an epiphany? Yes, Riri, not Riri. Shuri's in the in the Hulkbuster. <gasps> Shuri's in the Hulkbuster. No! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Because because why is the Hulkbuster there? And you know it's not Tony. It's got to be her. Oh my god! <laughs> Hold on, I'm cl- I'm clicking through. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. That oh who ow my mind just got blown. Because because. T'Challa was probably like, you're not going, you're not going into this fight but yeah, without yeah. protection. And she's like, okay, well, get me some protection. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. 
and then that then that theory makes a whole lot of sense. That that could be where they're what they're building up to because again, I don't know if they anticipated Shuri being so popular. Right. And she and we know and we know that she can more than likely like well, I mean the actress herself, she can hold her own. Yes. She really can. So for her to have her own her own movie as Ironheart I think it'll fit. We know that she already is going to have a base of operations in America, in L.A. Oh right. I th- again. I th- oh right. I think they. I think they were. I think they were potentially. Potentially, they were like, "Do we introduce a brand new character, or do we try to do we try to work in Riri, or do we take Shuri and just insert her into?" the MCU and have her be Ironheart. And I think and I think the Shuri thing, I think that's easier than introducing Riri. Well, I was wondering why in Black Panther, I mean, there seemed to be two endings in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, okay, cool, we wrapped it up, and oh my God, we're going to LA now? Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> right. Sure. I, I wonder if that's, you know, the alluding to them taking over Tony's spot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Could very well be. It could very well be. I, I, again, I, I think, I think it's a wonderful idea. Um, That'd be a crowd pleaser for sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. If if she's in that Hulkbuster, please believe me. Every theater in America is going to lose their effing minds. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Uh. Steven, I I know I know how you feel about Marvel movies. Do you? Yes, because you, you like said that? it. You said it last show. <laughs> but what did you think? Um, I might red box it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I can't it, wait um, to make. <laughs> it definitely looks like a movie where something of consequence will actually happen. So. Mm-hmm. Looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About a... Are you not a fan? Are, what are you? A, are you a, like a DC or like a I hate movies person? I am just not a fan <laughs> of superhero movies anymore. Um, Got it. I mean, I get it. I said that earlier. Yeah. I, it's just. I mean, it's a it's a saturation thing. It's a. Um, most of these are not superhero characters I grew up with. Um. Mm. So, you know, nostalgia doesn't really kick in for me. Um, The fact that, you know, if you want to build a cinematic universe, that's fine. Um, But I think there was a very subtle thing that kind of gets missed. Um, Lord of the Rings was really the first modern franchise to try and keep, like, a string of consistency across films. And it was granted, it was only three films, but the level of consistency was incredible. Um, and so ever since then, you've seen a lot of films try to achieve that. Um, but uh, I've always kind of felt like while the eye has always been on the bigger picture, the mm. picture of the moment tends to suffer in some way, shape or form. Um, 
just this is just my opinion. I totally understand why people like them, um, but I always feel like you know the villains typically are not that interesting. On the whole, there's mm-hmm. a few interesting I ones. I thought the one in Black Panther was probably the best villain in the entire series, personally. Yep. Um, yep. If it's not the villain that suffers, then it's the MacGuffin. Or just mm. the <laughs> progression of the plot. They almost always have very similar beats. And, I mean, mm. it's it's totally mm. a story thing that just, you know, it's like, okay, we know how this is going to go. Um, the only, just how do we get from A to B is usually what changes. Um, mm. There's almost always a um, an archetypal object of power that villain of the week is after and unlikely hero stumbles into the situation unlikely and occasionally you know there are you know very entertaining marvel movies i won't i'm not going to write them all off or anything like that they are entertaining i will give them that i just for me personally it's it's a bit much for me to fork out money three times a year to go see these things when they come out um especially when i just i personally am not that invested in them I'm not, I don't mm. hate them. I just, I'm just not, right. you know, so y'all have fun at the I, movies. Also, I, <laughs> I found out who's in the Hulkbuster. Oh no. Please Could tell me Squirrel Girl, because that will actually get me excited. <laughs> Squirrel, Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Uh, <laughs> do we, do, do, do I want to say who it is or do we want to keep it up in the air? Do we know for, like, you know for a fact who's in it? I know for a fact that, once again, action figures have kind of spoiled things. Aww. Or, or whoever does the toys. I vote yes. Yes? Is everyone it's like okay? A band, it's like a Band-Aid. Is everyone okay with that? Yeah. The Hulk is in the Hulkbuster. What? Uh, no. There I is, did, there I did think about that. There's an officially licensed toy... Of the of Avengers Infinity War, of the Hulk, and inside his package is the Hulkbuster, and it's it's called Hulk Out Hulkbuster. That's the name of the toy. Hmm. And the the drawing is like him busting out of the Hulk thing, and there is from the trailer we did get a shot, or there is a um, production steal. Of Bruce Banner standing beside an Hulkbuster arm. So I I, did, I still love our I did theorize that with my I did theorize that with my students today that Bruce Banner for some reason wasn't going to be able to transform. Mm. Um and because of that, and that's why and that's also a reason why I thought that the Wakanda fight was gonna be in two parts. Yeah. There's gonna I, be the first volley where he he can't transform, mm-hmm. especially after he probably gets beaten down so badly by Thanos in um on the Asgardian ship. Yeah. Uh and then at the end he he hulks out finally and is like, I'm gonna probably when probably when he finds out that Tony's dead. Yeah. And he loses it and he's like, I'm I'm gonna destroy everybody and everything yeah i um 
that it could be just a toy thing. I think because if you look really close mm-hmm. at uh, in the trailer of the screenshot of the Hulkbuster, like like jumping and you know doing the superhero superhero land as Deadpool likes to call it, um, there's like some type of purple glow on his Hulkbuster suit. So mm. either Shuri's been messing with it with some vibranium. Or that I I I it still could be up in the air. So you're saying there's a chance. There, I do still think there's a chance. I wouldn't throw <laughs> it out the window, and I still like the theory. I would still love to see Shuri become more than she is because in the comics she has taken the mantle of the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So if she takes another mantle, you know, all she... more power to her. She has, I mean, she's a, she's, uh, she's already a, um, she's this weird, like, kind of spiritual uh, superhero now, um, where she has the ability to, like, be in tune with the elements and can, like, transform into these birds. She's, like, super powerful um, in the, in the latest edition of Black Panther. But um, I, I don't know, I, I really feel like, the MCU Shuri, because she's so young, I really do feel like they might pull the trigger and make her Ironheart. I wouldn't mind it. But guys, we we have we have been we have been in the MCU land for quite a bit. Um, switching gears just a little. All's fair and love and war. Uh, Kristen Wiig, like I said earlier, is going to be the villain in Wonder Woman two. And she is going to play Cheetah. I, for some, there is somebody named Cheetara. You were thinking Thundercats. I That's was, what I I'm thinking of. Okay. It. I was like, I was like, I thought her name was Cheetara. No, no Cheetara was Thundercats. That's Thundercats. Dave's going to make fun of me for that one. Um, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but yes, she is going to play Cheetah. And I. I you mean, don't like it? I like I like Kristen Wiig being in movies with that, and she can play something a little bit more serious. I do like that aspect of it. I don't know if I like her as as Cheetah though. Yeah, I think she's been doing some weird stuff with her career. In that uh, hmm. weird, as in like I feel like it's very experimental. <laughs> like she showed up in that Sia live performance one time, doing like doing like interpretive dance, and it was very serious mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like there is something really artistic about her as a performer that I don't think we I don't think we know as a public hmm. because I think she's into I think she's into she, she living. I don't know if you guys know anything about LA, but like she lives in Silver Lake, and mm. I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but she's definitely like a weird artistic type. Hmm. I can see that. Um, she was in Mother, so yeah. Like she's. I think her management was. She, was pro- she probably went to her management and went, "Look, I want to break out of this comedy stuff," mm-hmm. and they went, "Okay." And I bet that she showed up and did screen tests and and knocked it out of the park, and that's why she got it. I bet. I think it's I think it's going to be somewhat of a Jim Carrey situation, mm. to where yeah. we all see 
um, you know, like Jim Carrey, oh, he's that weird guy from In Living Color. Oh, he's he's Ace Ventura. But then he does something like The Truman Show mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. blows everybody away with... And same with Robin Williams. And yeah. Yes. You think of him like the genie, Mrs. Doubtfire, then he does something like a one-hour photo and mm-hmm. it's right. a complete 180. So I think that's what we're going to see out of Kristen Wiig. I, I'm still trying to see it myself, mm-hmm. but I'm excited. I, I'm i definitely going to need to see... I, I need to see her, like, as Cheetah. I think that's what's, that's what's going to help me. Because even... I mean, I was... I was not, like, against Heath Ledger playing Joker. Like, I was not in that camp at all. Mm-hmm. The same way I wasn't in the camp of Ben Affleck is going to be the worst Batman same. ever. Same. Um, I I was like, let's give them a shot. Let's see what they can do. Um, but it, it wasn't real to me until I saw them in costume. And then I was like, okay, yes. And maybe that's, and maybe that's just what I need to see with Kristen Wiig. I love her as an actress. I think she is great. I just cannot quite see her in this role right now and somebody who can potentially throw down with with Wonder Woman. And that's and that's really that's really what I'm looking at. I'm like I feel like Wonder Woman it's like hey Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Let's go to the next. Let's go to the next team up movie. <laughs> I think that Patty Jenkins has a refreshing take on female strength hmm. and female um, characters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I think you know, with going with the topic of the show today that we alluded to earlier, yeah. you know, there is. Um, I want to. I don't want to say it's the male response, but hmm. there is like the oh well, we need to make all women like men. Then we need to make them very muscular. We need to cover up, all, you know, cover up their bodies from head to toe, and we need to you know make them angry and make them fierce. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins' plea, and she said this, mm-hmm. you know, publicly, is the beautiful the thing that we're fighting for is to make women multidimensional. That is what we're saying. We're not saying take, stop making them sexy and make them strong. We're saying women come in all different kinds of shapes, sizes, colors, personalities, um, levels where, you know, they can, uh, they can handle emotion really well. They can not handle emotion very well, but they're, they're fully dimensional people. And that's why Wonder Woman, I think touched a lot of women is because she she was in love mm-hmm. so there's the romantic aspect of it but she's also super strong and like it's not anything we've seen before mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. think she might be doing this with the villain as well this female villain might not be hella from from you know for ragnarok mm-hmm. she might be something a little more multidimensional, which mm-hmm. will be really interesting to watch yeah i i totally agree mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i agree with you one of the, the one of the greatest things I loved about Wonder Woman was that, you know, there were times where Diana wasn't strong, where yeah. she would break down because she was she was distraught, she was emotional, but, you know, she learned, she had to learn, she got herself back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not every hero has to be strong and quippy all the time. Mm-hmm. 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 And uh, I, I totally agree. I, I agree, Casey. 
great. Stephen, what what say you? Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see Kristen Wiig um, do a more serious role, and um, yeah, I mean, I I don't really have much to add to that. I really enjoyed Wonder Woman, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I guess I'll just need to see a, a trailer, I guess, to kind of see what the next one's gonna be like. But... And this isn't the first time she's played a villain. What's no. before? I don't know if you count Zoolander too, but she was. A villain uh, in that. This is this is very, this right. is also very true. <laughs> I was uh, I I I count that. <laughs> <laughs> she was a very disturbing looking villain, but a villain all the same. But you know what though, I I really enjoyed Kristen Wiig's um, more serious performance in The Martian. Yeah. Yeah. And if I if I remember correctly, wasn't she wasn't she like a standout for that? I think so. Like people people were like, oh, I didn't I didn't know Kristen could do something like that. She's, um, she's also in a movie called um, the Skeleton Twins. Skeleton Twins. I was about to say. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet, but I because it's on Netflix, isn't it? Used to be. Or you, okay, used to uh, be. Oh, I, 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 I think it. I yeah I think maybe you can still find it in the dark corners of mm-hmm. Netflix. But yeah, I mean, even if you think about Bridesmaids, she was not. Oh, that's she, very Rebel true. Wilson was the crazy. Mm-hmm. Like she was very, she was very much the straight character. Right. Mm-hmm. She was depressed. Like the the scene where she's just making a cupcake, and that yeah. look that she yes. gives when she just takes a bite that sticks in my memory. Mm-hmm. Right, where she's just like, "Well, this this is how my life is right now." We've all had that moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and she portrayed it without any oh, right. it was real. <laughs> so the potential is there. Yeah. She's a fantastic yeah. actress, and I'm I'm looking forward to it because it gives her the playing room to do something that's not Saturday Night Live, that's not Despicable Me, that's not Anchorman, that's not any. Thing that we've seen of her before mm-hmm. yeah and i think if she nails this like put it, taking the step into a be, being able to be critically acclaimed and then also um headlining in a major you know blockbuster movie those are like that's like kind of the hollywood formula to go full like a-lister type of celebrity where she could be you know headlining a lot more movies mm. if she could move into like Jim Carrey territory. Yeah. yeah. I think um I, I was I was sitting here and I was I was kind of reading through like the about Wonder Woman and just them setting up the sequel. I think too that this could in terms of like Kristen Wig, I think that this could I don't know. Like it could give us that that strong female villain that constantly gets brought up, but like in the comic book realm. Mm. I think we all thought it was going to be Kate Blanchett, right? But she's and such an easy like person to yeah. She was. Stick I mean, mind to. She does a great job, but I mean, let's just keep it real. She's kind of phoning it in. She just she was just doing right. what she does best. Mm-hmm. She wasn't necessarily giving us anything new, and I think it showed in like yeah. 
it shows when you have people like Heath Ledger, when you have people like Michael B. Jordan, yeah. when you have people like Michael Keaton who play these villains and does, they don't make them, you know, it kind of like what, what Steven was saying before about, you know, Marvel villains kind of makes them just cookie cutter cutouts where they're just the villain of the week. Right. They stand out because they're not the villain of the week. They are, you know, like you said, they they have many different layers. That are usually, you know, tackling more human topics. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Wonder Woman itself did talk, did tackle moral issues mm-hmm. and issues about character, which also, you know, my favorite superhero movies are, you know, The Dark Knight and the Christopher Nolan things because of the Joker and because it was about humanity hmm. and humanity was the villain mm-hmm. in when you look at it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also what Wonder Woman was saying. And that's mm. why I'm disappointed in the DCEU because they have these, they have, that's their thing and they, they, they drop the ball for a while. But I think with Wonder Woman with Patty, it is opening it back up into that more um, philosophical place mm-hmm. um, that Marvel doesn't really tap into. I feel like we there is the potential for DC to continue to do that because they just tapped the director of Wrinkle in Time. I'm forgetting her name. I apologize. But she is going to Ava. be directing... Um, Wait, Ava DuVernay? Yes. Did she direct Wrinkle in Time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, she's getting ready to do to direct DC's New Gods. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like there there's still room for them to do that with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that they're learning from their mistakes. <laughs> yeah. But we we all hope. I mean, we thought that <laughs> with Suicide Squad, but you know, Justice League I, was a bit of an improvement, but still, the cracks were there. I I definitely think that Wonder. I mean, again, I we and we've talked about it on the show before. I think that they trust Patty Jenkins. Yes. And I think they trust her to she's got her pulse and she's got her finger on the pulse of what the people want from Wonder Woman. And she is giving she's giving exactly what people want and what they expect and more, um, because I feel like, you know, when I walked into Wonder Woman, I'm, I knew I knew it was going to be I knew it was going to be a good movie. Um, and I knew it was going to be a, a good woman a movie, especially for women. But I did not realize at the time, um, well, before I went into the theater, I didn't realize just how much of an impact a movie like Wonder Woman could make, mm-hmm. and what it could, and what it could eventually lead to when it comes in, when it comes in terms of uh, female-led superhero movies. Yeah, right. Because I feel, because like, I feel like you know. You, I mean, you have strong, you have strong uh, female characters in just regular, you know, dramas and comedies and whatnot. I feel like superhero movies, though, that's still a male dominant. Well, until Black Panther, it was a very white male dominated field where but you didn't, still you know, is. a black superhero is the sidekick. Yeah, you know, and the the woman is. Isn't the superhero? She's, she's the love interest. She's, she's the a love interest, or she's depowered. Or she's right? Pots. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you know, too, something that I think needs to be pointed out is, even hmm. when you know, you have writers just kind of figuring that that's a problem, they sometimes still write themselves into a box when they set out by saying, 
I'm going to write a strong female character. Simply, and what I mean by that is, they're still putting that limitation of, like, because they're mm -hmm. a female, they have to operate a certain way. But, like, you know, nobody ever sits down and says, I'm going to write a strong male character. It all goes back right. to, are they going to write a strong character or not, regardless of their gender? Right. And a lot of times, yeah. you know, especially, you know, in, you know, films past, you know, the men have always been sort of the default character. Um, and that's where we got a lot of those tropes from, where the uh, the female was the damsel in distress or the depowered uh, person. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think, you know, just write, simply aiming to write a good character um, is should be the ultimate goal there. Yeah. Agreed. Stephen, that's an, that's an excellent point. And yeah. you, good sir, have just activated our main event. Oh. It's main event time. So, Stephen, um, I that was that was beautiful, um, and that was and that's and that's exactly what uh, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about with our main event topic. Um, and do movies and shows about women have to be overtly feminist, or can they just be good movies? Can they just be good shows? Um, I I I'll start I'll I'll start off with like how I how I thought of this. So Jessica Jones season two just recently came out, um, which uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that as the show ends. Um, but Jessica Jones season two just came out, and I went online to look up just to see how people were feeling about the show. I usually do that with the Netflix shows, especially the Marvel ones, and <laughs> a lot of people were saying that they didn't like Jessica Jones this season because number one, David Tennant wasn't in it except for one episode, which wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, whatever you're fine. Um, and then two, because she wasn't, I guess f feminist enough or she wasn't fighting enough for women's rights in her show. Hmm. And so because of that, they, they, people were saying that the show was lesser because of it. Hmm. And, I, and I just, and I thought about other, and I thought about Jessica Jones, and I thought about other films. Um, and I just, and I wanted to, and I just wanted to talk just for, you know, for a little bit, for a lot of bit, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> but does a show, does a movie or a show that features women does it have to be overly feminist does she have to be you know going to a battered women's shelter every episode or does she have to be going going into the home and being like no you don't have to take care of the kids like make him take care of the kids and then leave like i don't i don't get it like what do well, what do people this want is not, this is not a pbs after school special like we're not teaching we don't have this is not a, a a um a piece of creative content that is specifically designed to teach a lesson hmm. at the end of it i think this is an art form and this is writing and this is a tv show that has been really innovative in the way that they're 
portraying a character that happens to be female. Hmm. And I don't think writers should be obligated to um, write anything if it doesn't further the story and it doesn't add to the character and add to the plot. Like mm. you shouldn't, you should have this cultural zeitgeist in your mind as to being sensitive towards, you know, things that are concerning the viewership, mm -hmm. but it should never, ever, ever dictate what you write for the good of your show. Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, I, I mean, I agree. Um, I, I remember immediately, and again, I, and I apologize on the show and I apologize to everybody else in the internet, but I, I warned you last, I warned you last uh, episode, never going to stop talking about Black Panther. <laughs> but in Black Panther, I, I especially liked it. And I, and I said on the show and I said to my mother, I said, this is a good movie, not, not solely because there's a whole bunch of people on screen that look like me. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Mm, right. And I said, and that, that above that, that's, that's above everything. That's, that's where we, that's where everybody wants to get to where it's just a good movie. It doesn't matter if the main character is black or woman or gay or, or anything. It's just you sit there, you you sat down, you watched it, and you were like, "I relate to that." Mm -hmm. Like that's a that's a mm -hmm. good movie, yeah. um, you know. And 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 kind of, in kind of the same sense, like, look, I don't I don't need a, a black hero in like a show to constantly be fighting for civil rights or constantly taking down like some racist. You know, I was watching a scandal. And had to go with murder last night. Two phenomenal shows, both of them with two black female leads. And every so often they'll do an episode, of course, that deals with the struggle of black Americans. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, you, you look at a, a show with uh, a female lead. Eventually, yeah, they are going to deal. They are going to tackle those issues. Mm -hmm. But that's not the entire show. Yeah. Right. There are so many other things that they talk about and that they that uh, that people can relate to so that when they do do those episodes, they're special. They mean more. Yeah. And I feel like with especially with with Jessica Jones, I actually li really like this season. I thought it was I thought it was very well done. Um, I think it, it only suffers from being a film noir after watching like the new king of film noir with Altered Carbon. Um, I think it suffers from that, but it has nothing to do with the content. I thought it was, I thought it was very well done. I thought, oh, wow, this is a flawed human being. And I caught myself as I'm watching, I'm like, I've been down like that. Mm -hmm. I can relate with Jessica right now at this moment where you feel like nobody, you have no support that all you're doing is like the, you want to do right and you're just doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And you and you feel like I'm just hurting people. Mm -hmm. I'm not a hero. I don't do good things. I'm just I I'm a monster. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm like I'm like wow, like this is this is good. Like why do why are people hating on this just because she's like I said not fighting for women's rights every episode. Mm -hmm. 
can't she just be a good a good character who yeah. just so happens to also be a woman? Right. And I think it depends on just the... Oh, I'm trying to get all my thoughts into words. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine if you want to take that route and have that specific feminist message. I think one form of media that does that so well is The Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because that... It is a show about the the struggles of, you know, being female, how women are perceived, the effects of what could happen if thoughts like this continue. And it reflects, it is a dystopian future, but it is frightening how much it does reflect the thoughts and feelings of certain people in this time. And that is a show that tackles it so well. It's very powerful. But there are also some media that tries very hard to hammer in the message. And I hate that this, I I apologize that this is the reference that is coming to my mind at this point. (laughs) But Spice World, back in the day, (laughs) the whole thing, the whole thing about that movie was girl power, girl power, to the point where you're like, okay, you're saying girl power, but... What exactly do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. You keep preaching girl power, but then you're just, all you're doing is, you know, strutting around in, you know, sparkly clothes and, you know, going on a boat chase and Alan Cumming is there for some reason. Um, <laughs> so it's, it depends on if you, if you do want to take it in that route and you do want to have that feminist message, you have to be sure that you know what you're talking about and not just saying it to get a reaction like, girl power, oh yeah, 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 girl power, girl power. Um, And then you have the media where it really doesn't matter. I think of um, Hunger Games, and while, you know, I don't think those movies are technically the best, it does have Mm -hmm. a female protagonist who, she's not perfect. Katniss Mm -hmm. is not a perfect protagonist. Mm -hmm. She's flawed. She's not the nicest person in the world at times. Uh, She doesn't make the right decisions all the time. But I can't, at this moment, remember a time in the series or in the the books where they're just like, "Oh, you're a you're a girl. You can't do this," or "You're, you know, you're 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 a girl. You." You know, can't shoot a bow and arrow. You can't do this. Right, right. Um, no, she, she's a provider for her family. She's strong. She thinks she has to be stronger because, not because she's a woman, but because of her situation. Mm-hmm. And I think, and Wonder Woman does that too. I think maybe once in the movie you're like, oh, she's a woman. What can she do? But then once she proves herself, it's never come into question again. Like right. it's not hit over the head. Yeah, And I think that's where some people are turned off by it, is where the message hits you over the head. Like, mm. hey, here's a lesson. Learn the lesson. <laughs> when it's subtle, yeah. it's much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would... Feminism, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say it. Mm. Feminist, the feminist movement right now, I think, is struggling a little bit because we can't, as women, all agree on like one, like a hundred percent on everything. Mm-hmm. Like we're 
some women can't identify with the feminist movement because it they feel like they're not you know uh, pro-choice they're pro-life so they can't participate or mm -hmm. you know there's different groups that feel of women that feel alienated because you know there's um loud voices screaming about one particular topic that they don't agree with or whatever but i would argue that the feminist movement is more about women having a seat at the table so that we can debate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we can disagree rather than us being again one-dimensional about what our message is i think i think we do need the space to argue and say you know this is the type of woman that i like to see well i like to see this type of woman and we just need to see a lot of a lot of women doing very different things and having very different roles and very different opinions about things and it for to all, everyone to be supportive of that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. supportive of, of that discussion and you know for a part of the feminist movement to say well she's not doing it enough mm -hmm. i feel like it's That's taking a step backwards it, it's yeah. taking a step backwards yeah. yeah it's taking it's it's like it's taking a step backwards and all it does is it 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 beats down the people that are 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 going to push for it mm -hmm. right you know it's like um it's to and and again i can and i and i and i and i've and i remember telling this to lindley i'm never going to understand fully um how women feel about a certain situation. I can only equate it to to how I feel. Um just being black and I I just I just know that for myself whenever I see, you know, other black people beating down other black people, the only thing I keep keep thinking about is like, you know, isn't it already hard enough? <laughs> yeah. You know, just to be a minority in this country and then to look at our own community and then to be beaten down again um mm -hmm. is the only is the only thing i can in my mind i can equate that to is you know you have you have women who are who are pushing who are pushing for rights who are pushing for equality and then you get beaten down <laughs> by other women and it's like what are you doing like this is going to help you too right yeah i was wondering what you know your perspective was about that because you know, obviously, we're both kind of minority groups, question mark, I guess, mm -hmm. or we're we're both groups that have kind of been suppressed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder if if that goes on in every suppressed, you know, movement is like, do we devour our own goals before we can get there? And that's why we can't <laughs> we can't get the progress we want is because we're we're caving in on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, just from what I've noticed, it does happen. People, you know, branch out with different ideas. And sadly, a lot of times, you know, those ideals, people get, can get so caught up in them sometimes that it branches out into extremism that ultimately does yeah. everyone a disservice. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, it's yeah. it's just something that, you know, I guess, you know, human nature, it ends up happening one way or other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Let's make a movie about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll premiere it at Sundance after, uh, after Sorry to Bother You. In, the, in, in Avengers, uh, in this new Avengers movie, they just don't get anything done because they just keep fighting amongst themselves. Is that, there we go. That's it. <laughs> and then Thanos and why doesn't over, Natasha have happen. her own movie yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panther's just like, I got my movie. <laughs> but then but then like Falcon and and War Machine are like but we didn't get our movie. We were here first. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's such a, it's such a hard thing to figure out mm-hmm. right now, you know, especially now cuz it's like we're so divided and we're only hearing the loud voices from either side. Mm-hmm. And I I would argue that most people I talk to are we're somewhere in the middle. Like we're all pretty reasonable. We all hear each other out and we're all, we all want progress for everybody. And it's like, you know, until, until we talk about it, like in our communities, we don't really hear that. Like all I see on is what I see on Facebook, which is extremism Mm -hmm. and it is scary. And it is, you know, like, I don't know. with the feminist movement there are very 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 loud voices that don't represent every single woman yeah Mm. and i don't know if you have to fight fire with fire or if we just have to keep talking about it and keep talking about it and keep making content Mm -hmm. exploring that murky line until Mm. it's a little bit more evened out it's kind of like I, i forget who said it but they said i don't agree with what you say but i will defend your right to say it yeah Mm. yep i think that stuff was happening with um you know i hate to bring it up but with like aziz ansari with the you know with the different men who've been um, Mm -hmm. uh, Uh, the accusations yeah the accusations and stuff like they'll they were in a hot spot for a second because they're like i don't agree with what's going on here but i really want to support this movement Mm -hmm. so i'm just going to take one for the team and you know hope and and hopefully you know people will still feel comfortable to come forward yeah. and make accusations because we want to create a safe space even if it's at my expense exactly yeah. um especially with everything going on in hollywood nowadays and to, as a perspective it's not just in hollywood that stuff like this is happening right, right. it's everywhere um mm. i also think something that needs to be remembered in all of this is yes, it is amazing that these strong women who have been through so much are finally getting their chance to speak the truth mm-hmm. and to say it's time for this to stop. Yeah. But I think another part of the feminist movement that people sometimes forget are that not all men are the enemy. Yeah. Not all men are going to be the Harvey Weinsteins or the Kevin Spaceys. Mm-hmm. Not all men are going to be this way. And it's not just women who are suffering like this. Yeah. There you know there have been men at times who have experienced sexual harassment or things of this matter and there are some women who have brought it on. We're talking mm-hmm. about the Katy Perry issue earlier Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and saying if the roles were reversed, you know, they would be right on that. Yeah. 
But I'm so yeah. glad it that does need to be remembered. But again, I'm so glad that we're at a point where women in media can come out and speak their minds freely, even mm-hmm. if at times we don't agree with them. We're at a time where we can speak our truth. We can look up on the screen and see a hero that looks like us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that represents us who isn't objectified who isn't a yes they can be vulnerable but they're not waiting on a man to save the day <laughs> and yes things do look bleak at times but we are taking steps in the right direction and to you know, quote Carrie Fisher, you know, to bring a little Princess Leia in it, there, there is hope. Yeah. There is hope. And, and, yeah. and I think, um, I think that, um, I think having this, having this show and, you know, using, using this show as a platform mm-hmm. to not only talk about our love for movies, um, but again, to just continue to give a platform and some sort of notice and some sort of recognition to say that these are things that are important. Um, Because you're right, you know, this conversation that we're having right now where, you know, it's not all black and white, there, there are definitely shades of gray. I feel like those are the type of conversations. Those are, those are things that people need to hear more often because we're we're living in a time right now where it's got to be one way or the other or people are saying it has to be one way or the other and it really doesn't it's almost like we can know, all... there's no room for nuances and uh, mm-hmm. understanding the whole story it's you know and i mean that's you know unfortunately how a lot of people operate they operate with a you know one extreme or the other um and just just to real quickly throw in my two cents, um, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm a white male, so you know my life has for the most part been pretty um, just peachy, you know. Um, when you kind of grow up in a sheltered sort of way, that way you tend to um, tune out the real problems, um, so that when you know people kind of hear all these stories and they hear only one extreme or the other, they tend to gravitate to what's familiar to them and, uh, you know, not really empathize with the situation. So my personal hope for any uh, fellow white men out there listening, um, empathize, um, educate yourself about, you know, the situation. Obviously, we would love to see a lot more representation and... uh, you know, not, I mean, and I mean, it goes without saying, not just Hollywood, but anywhere should be a safe place. And, you know, you know, tune out, tune out this idea that it's either one extreme or the other. Educate yourself about things, uh, look into things for yourself and just empathize. And, you know, because the more support for this sort of change in the long run, will ultimately create a much better world than what we've got right now. And while we're on mm-hmm. this sort of roll, 
let's just keep let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I think that we definitely owe each other a little bit more grace, mm-hmm. and you know, to not to not come out of the gate uh, ready to defend and and out of fear, but out of yeah. you know grace and understanding and yeah. with an open ear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely. Oh, this is a good show. I'm about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, before, before before you shed your tears, uh, we have we have reached the the end of our of our show. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys that are listening, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, like I said, if this is your first time listening to Popcorn Prattle, this honestly was a, a really great representation of what our show was all about. Um, we love we love to you know joke around and we love to make people laugh and and talk about bs when it comes to movies um but then we we really do know how to take a moment stop look around and and observe and hopefully more people the people that listen to this hopefully if you if you don't act like that just yet hopefully you will because the world is a beautiful place full of many different things and we need to do that more to just stop look and observe um casey thank you so much for for being on the show this was like i said this was awesome for you to come here and 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 give your three four five cents on our many (laughs) topics um twenty dollars twenty dollars worth you know (laughs) it's in it's in the mail um <laughs> uh just to uh just to remind our audiences we normally just go around the table and uh let the audience know that if they if they want to get in touch with you again or um anything like that um what uh where can they reach you and where can uh where can they find more of your stuff because you because you make videos not just on screen rant anymore or it's right. on youtube now yeah, yeah. So, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me on. This is awesome. I love so much. And um, you can find me, the best The best place to find me is, you know, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Snapchat, on Instagram. Every single one of my handles is at HeyCase, H-E-Y underscore K-A-C-E. So um, there you can find playlists on YouTube, on my YouTube page of all the videos I make for Screen Rant and The Richest and, you know, comedy videos I make, all that, all that good stuff. And then, um, yeah, I sh- you should be able to, to navigate through all my links on everything to, to get what you want. But, yeah, reach out to me, say hey. Um, and, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Lindley, where can the folks at home reach you? Uh, folks at home, you can find me mostly on Instagram at Little Lottie. That's L O T T I E. I am also on Facebook. My cosplay page is there, and I just posted a few um, new photos of my Scarlet Witch cosplay in honor of, of Infinity War coming out Ooh. soon. So check that out, Little Lottie, one word cosplay. And then again, as I said earlier, I am also on Stardust. I just. Posted a reaction of uh, Netflix's Nailed It, which is probably my, oh my God, new great. favorite show. Yes, if you yes, haven't agreed. watched Nailed It, it's fantastic. It gives me <laughs> hope that maybe sometimes I can make cool cakes, too. There, There is hope in that. Um, so, yeah, 
find me and again at stardust at little lottie just added you yay <laughs> i think i just did the same for you on instagram yay instagram steven okay, where sorry. can the folks at home reach you folks at home you can follow me on twitter <laughs> at bailey's workshop um i will try to post funny things every now and then but you know it's twitter uh you can check out my video channel on youtube just type in bailey's film workshop make sure you check out the mountain of the gods official teaser trailer share it yes! share it with all your friends it's mm. it's it's been up for a few months now so get the word out go go my minions wait how do you how do you spell how do you spell bailey's i'm trying oh, to find you uh b-a-i-l-e-y apostrophe s like the liquor oh, what Working. what there's a it liquor. is like the liquor <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Bailey's. I think there was like a like a pub restaurant, but what? Nah, it's like a, it's a liquor. It's a liquor. Yeah, liqueur. Liqueur. You didn't know that? No. Uh, come on, t- tomorrow, as in when we're recording, this is St. Patrick's Day. Ooh-ooh. Get on it. All right then. <laughs> you put it. You like you put it in your coffee and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Find my yeah. YouTube it's... channel and in honor of St. Patty's Day, drink a Bailey's liqueur. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> And of course, audience, <laughs> what is happening? Uh, <laughs> of course, audience. <laughs> I promise we're not drinking Bailey's at this time. It might not... seem like it, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> you can always reach me uh, at Mark Leroy on, on Twitter, at M-A-R-C underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. Uh, like I said, I've become very active on the, on the Twitter sphere. Uh, you can also find me on Popcorn Prattle, uh, our Twitter account, at P-O-P-C-R-O-N underscore Prattle, P-R-A-T-T-L-E. And actually, I am, you, you're probably going to hear me shortly after this podcast ends because we have a brand new little mini episode Ooh. that is the first time ever. Um, it is called Popcorn Prattle after credits where myself and my dear friend mr mitchell hansen future podcaster we are going to be talking about jessica jones season two and actually touching on a couple of the topics uh that we talked about tonight so if you would like to hear more of that conversation uh just stay tuned it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode of our popcorn prattle main show and of course if you liked our main show what are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe. Drop us a like. Go ahead and review us on iTunes. Let everyone know that this is the number one film podcast on the interwebs. But Marcus, there's one thing we got to talk about. What's that? The bracket. The bracket? <gasps> the bracket. Ooh, like real now, quick. <laughs> I can take this. Casey, I don't know if you know, but we're doing our March movie madness right now. With, oh, on Instagram, we've got a bracket going on, and we decided that for our first year that we were going to, as the hosts, put up some of our favorite movies head-to-head to see oh. who has the better taste in movies. Great. So, we just finished week one, um, where we've got some of our winners. Let's see, uh, Beauty and the Beast has beat out uh, when Marnie was there. Proving that there is... A very sad state of affairs in the world. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, 
We had Scott Pilgrim versus the World versus 500 Days of Summer, where Scott Pilgrim took the took the lead on that one. Yeah, it did. Um, we had Munich versus Creed, where Creed took home week one. Yeah, it did. And then we had penned The Empire Strikes Back versus Jurassic Park. And I thought this was going to be like a much closer race than it was. But Empire Strikes Back totally took it. It's a juggernaut. I don't know how that happened. It's a juggernaut. So we're we're currently in week two. Uh, the voting is up. We've got those links on both of our Facebook pages. I think Twitter, I know on Instagram, it's uh, the um, link is in our bio. So this week we have such team-ups like Beauty and the Beast versus Baby Driver. <laughs> for like a um, favorite movie matchups, we have Scott Pilgrim versus the World versus Amelie. Which, that, looking at the polls, this is a like these these two are going neck and neck. Which one is Scott Pilgrim going up uh, against? Amelie, oh, yeah, it your is. pick. <laughs> yeah. um, we have Creed versus one of my picks, the nineteen twenty five Phantom of the Opera. Get some love for Lon Chaney out there. And then we have, don't judge me, we have Empire Strikes Back versus Inglorious Bastards. So go vote. The uh, should be when you guys are listening to this on Sunday. The polls are going to close at midnight. And then Monday, we're going to be in the semifinals. Let's do this. I cannot wait. I also... Also, am hoping I'm kind of hoping that Stephen beats Scott Pilgrim because otherwise Stephen is officially out of the tournament. I know, one, it's, but I've been watching left. it. I've been watching it. These two, Scott Pilgrim and Amelie, it's going back and forth. So those oh. two can be anybody's game. All right, I guess we'll find out. Okay, guys, I think we got everything. We talked about March Movie Madness. Talked about the podcast. Everyone knows how to reach us. So, before we go, audience, I leave you with this. From all of us to all of you, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now. Make your choices. Go for Amelie. <laughs>